Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to On the Bench. I am your host, Brendan Sinone. I was going to say flying solo today because I don't have Josh Newberg and Chris Nee with me, but I do have a, uh, a special guest who's going to lend some insights on both Florida State's potential quarterback of the future and Shelba Purdy and also its current head coach, Mike Norvell. That is Brad Sesmat. Brad is the host of the Brad Sesmat Show at Sports 360 AZ. He's also the CEO of Sports360AZ.com. I did a lot of work with Fox Sports Arizona. He's been in the media business for nearly 30 years. So I'm a little bit intimidated because I'm talking to someone right now who uh, t- talks into a microphone for a living. I just kind of ramble and stutter and whatnot. Brad, welcome. Brendan, you're going to be great. We're going to talk about, you know, Chuba is not the best athlete in his family. That, that's what so I hear. It, it may not even be Brock either, right? It's that's not. Right. It's not even Brock. You and I have the same intel. We have the same intel. Yeah, this is a tease. What they call you're you're fine. You're good. Whatever whatever you want to talk about. I mean, there's there's not many not many families you come across in sports that I've come across in 30 plus years than the Purdies. So whatever whatever you want, fire away. So that's where I want to start. Is as FSU started recruiting Chubba Purdy very late uh, in the recruiting process for us in the FSU market, kind of learning who Chubba Purdy is. Uh, mm-hmm starting to do research on him, I start seeing your name associated with Chubba Purdy and a lot of the stories and start doing research on that. And, and ultimately, uh, you have an exclusive with Chubba Purdy and him making his announcement that he's essentially flipping from Louisville to Florida State. Uh, before we get to that, let's talk about the whole family, the whole Purdy family. Um, really athletic, right? As, as a whole, there's not just one athlete, not just two athletes. There's a host of, of athletes living under the Purdy household. Well, I think it goes back to the dad. You know, Sean Pate was a major league pitcher. I met uh, I met the dad. The first Purdy that I came across was Brock Purdy. So I'm emceeing the National Football Foundation luncheon at the Scholar Athlete luncheon that they have at the end of the year. And Brock Purdy and Tyler Shuck. Tyler is probably going to be the quarterback at Oregon this year. Um, and they come up to me after this event, and I talk to Tyler, and then Brock is standing there, and and we're just kind of visiting and commiserating and Brock says, Mr. Sesmat, what junior college do you think I should be looking at? Because the college scene really just hasn't picked up for me. And, and there's reasons for that. And I about wanted to hug the guy because I'm so done with crazy parents and crazy expectations. And I don't care how many stars I don't mm-hmm. care. Seeing lots of guys with five stars that couldn't play beyond 
that. And so that whole marketing thing does nothing for me. So here's Brock Purdy saying, what junior college? Very humble. I leave from there and his dad, I called the dad, got the number, called the dad. And I said, first of all, you've raised your kids right. You know, here's a kid that's this, that. Long story short, five weeks later, he's at Nick Saban's house. So Brock had mono and Brock had a cactus in his, in his hand before the season started. So he had two things that went against him. And so to show you how inexance and how much nonsense goes into recruiting, here's a kid that just had some things that happened. And Boise State, they go up and they take a visit at Boise. And the dad took Chuba with Brock to Boise. And the dad called me and says, you won't believe what happened. We got off the plane here at Boise and the assistant coaches that were there to pick up Brock ran over to Chuba because they thought that he was Brock because Chuba is bigger than Brock. <laughs> and he thought that was kind of funny. And that was when Brock, when Chuba was still um, behind Brock at Perry High School. So Sean Purdy and Kerry Purdy did it the right way. They took Chuba to a lot of these recruiting visits along with Brock. So he was able to see not all of them, some of them. And there were times where it became apparent to me that Brock wanted it to be his recruitment, as mm-hmm. it should have been. And towards the end, Brock was between Alabama and Texas A&M, came in at the last minute, and he decided he wanted to go to Iowa State. That was his journey, and it's worked out well for Brock. Sure. So then Chuba comes along to Perry High School. And Perry out here, Brandon, it's the, they are not the power program. Okay. They're close to it. They're close to it, but there's an echelon out here of Chandler High School and Hamilton High School, and Hamilton had dipped down. They had some uh, hazing allegations. Their program dipped some. So Perry came up right when the Purdy boys were there, and when Brock left and the torch was handed off to Chuba, obviously Chuba was in a space where there was the expectation early, is this kid going to even live up to anything close to Brock. Well, he was just a different player. Physically, he's much bigger. Uh, I think that Chuba is a fly-by-the-seat guy at times. He is uh, Mach 7 hair on fire at times. And I love that about him. I love both those kids in certain ways. In media, as journalists, you're not supposed to love kids, but I have a heart for those two because I've seen their journey. I've seen what they're all about. So I, you know, I get to know the dad a little bit, get to know the mom a little bit. Mom is what a high school mom should be. Her son's a quarterback. She loves on her kids, but she loves everybody else in the program, which I admire and like. Sometimes you'll see the parent and all they care about is their own kid and everybody else just get out of the way. That's not the Purdy's. That's not how they are wired. And so when I saw Brock do his thing and then Chuba, it was, wow, this kid is got a, in my opinion, a bigger arm. Now, Brock may hate me for that and delete my number, but that's the way it goes. When I asked the two of them, though, about what can their big, or their little sister Whitney do, middle, mm-hmm. older sister, I'm sorry, older sister Whitney, can she, what can she do? Um, they were like, oh, that's the best athlete. So there's a lot of love in that family. Yeah, when I'm not around, do I hear about when, you know, brothers get into it with each other or sister and being competitive with brothers? Sure, there is all that. But you at Florida State and the whole Louisville-Florida State thing happened in a 
very short period of time, mm-hmm. very short period of time. And Kenny Dillingham and Mike Norvell got involved on that deal. And, um, and so it was interesting to see where Chubba was because he's a loyal guy. That was not an easy call for him, in my view, to say, you know what, uh, I've already committed to this school. But if you look at where the two programs were at that point in time, it made perfect sense. You need to go to Florida State. You need to go to Florida State. With that in mind, the stretch run of his recruitment, again, uh, from my perspective, and especially for the recruiting guys at Knowles 24-7, it was a whirlwind for us getting to learn about Chubba Purdy. Uh, Then his flight gets delayed coming to FSU for the official visit. Can you sum up what that last, I guess, couple, (laughs) from the time FSU gets in the picture to the time he does this sit-down interview with you saying it's going to be Florida State and he's wearing his Florida State pullover, uh, what was that process like? It seemed chaotic from the outside looking in. Well, I think you know this, Brennan, with recruiting. There's no blueprint. Every story is different. Every recruitment is different. I think if you want to back all the way back to when Chubba committed to Louisville, Mm-hmm. So Sean, the dad, took him to Louisville. From Louisville, I think they, they went to Purdue, they went to Kansas State, they went to Kansas, and they finished at Michigan State, if I remember that correctly. And they committed last June, and, and Sean called me. He's like, we're going to go to Louisville, and I talked to Chubba. Chubba and I met and had dinner right down the street, just hung out um, and talked about the whole recruiting process. I'm always interested in hearing someone's journey in recruitment because none of them are alike. And what are the the factors? I think at the time when he committed to Louisville, he saw a program that had a coach that had just come in, a program that was in a good conference that was starting to ascend a little bit, and he would have an opportunity. I think what happened from there to when he ended up at Florida State is Mike Norvell, on the loose, had done his job at Memphis, seen what Mike had done at Arizona State, I just felt like it was really a no-brainer that when, when, when Mike, and I had Mike on my show and, and we talked a little bit off the air about things, when Mike went to, from Arizona State to Memphis, I know you want to get this a little bit later, but this sets up Chubba, he needed to go cut his teeth, and he did as a head coach. So then he goes to Florida State, and he's looking for a quarterback, and Chubba's in a space where, yeah, I'm, I'm very loyal, that flight that he got delayed in Dallas, he also got delayed coming back oh, from Florida I didn't know State. That. Okay. And so it was not, uh, it wasn't quite the delay, if I remember everything correctly from Sean, but it was a, a space where they were at DFW. And I remember talking to Sean, and there was a lot of stress at that point in time because at Florida State, you know, the carpet was rolled out. They met with the president of the university. Uh, you know, you, you see someone who is new there that's coming into a situation for a program that has great history, that has great tradition, that has great heritage, a national brand, a kid that just wants to put everything he has into turning something around. Mm-hmm. And so it was a tough call for him. And I admire that about that family because what you don't want is, a, yeah, I'm going here. Yeah, I'm going there. So you really aren't about the school. You're really not about the coach. You're really not about anything than you. And in this day and age, there's a lot of guys. It's only about, I got to get mine. 
I'll interview guys after games that they lose, and they'll say, yeah, I got 21 catches, <laughs> but we lost. I got yeah. mine. Really? You got yours, and you lost. I don't want that guy anywhere near my program. Mm-hmm. And so with Chuba, the, the angst of do I, do I flip, um, he had to really walk through it. And then when he walked through it, and when I saw him that night at the, uh, at the house and he made the announcement, um, it was a big sigh of relief for him. And he's been nothing but excited. I talked to him last week. Um, he was doing call of duty and hanging out down there as everybody's doing. And, <laughs> exactly. You know, at the end of the day, he's, he's, he's what you like in terms of a competitor and all that, but off the field, really good kid and kind of a goof, you know, in a good way. It's just, you know, what are you doing? I'm doing call of duty, Mr. Sessmat. Okay. Got it. <laughs> so, so, but you're getting someone that saw from his older brother like, if you're a Florida State fan, I would think you'd want to cheer for Iowa State. Right. Yes. And I would think that it would be pretty cool if we were to have a season this year or next year, if in a bowl game it was Iowa State against Florida State and the Purdy brothers were playing against each other. That would Purdy be pretty bowl. cool. The Purdy, Purdy bowl. bowl. That would be pretty cool to have that happen. But he's got to go compete, and he knows that. Mm-hmm. One thing I've never heard from that kid is, yeah, I see a path. You know, I'm better than this guy, I'm better than that guy. That's not him. That's not Brock either. Those guys are respect your teammate. I'm going to go out compete. I'm going to go bust my ass. And if I have the opportunity to be, if I'm fortunate enough to have the opportunity, I want to leave it all on the field for the fans. I saw that kid, Brandon, get lit up and laughing about it. They're playing against Chandler, which was miles ahead of Perry. Um, in Chubba's senior year, they're playing Chandler High, the state champion. And it was like, I don't know, 52 to 20. And Chubba's just out there winging it. And guys are trying to light him up. And he'd get up and laugh at them and throw another touchdown (laughs) and keep his team in there. And afterwards, all those guys on Chandler's team, the state champs, are like, Chubba, you're the biggest, baddest baller that's out here. Love playing against you. And he's like, hey, man, I respect you guys. I want to kick your tail. Yeah, you guys beat us on the scoreboard, but I'm going to get mine. You know, I had DBs from Chandler say, yeah, Chubba's out there we're trying to talk trash at him. And he's like, yeah, I put 38 on you guys already. You guys aren't that good. <laughs> so you want that. Yeah. You want that competitor. You want that swagger. And that's what he is. Now, if it's Brock, I don't think you'd hear the same. I think you'd hear peep. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Isn't that interesting how different two brothers, a few years apart from each other, playing the same position, going to the same high school, how different the personalities can be. And even like you mentioned, like their games, their styles are, are different too. I think that's interesting. They're, they're not necessarily cut from the exact same cloth. They're both guys that will, if, if they are blessed enough and they are both men of faith. Okay. If they're blessed enough and they stay healthy, both of them will have a shot to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for now, that's not what the deal is. You know, if Chubba were to see this, he'd be shaking his head and say, shut up, Seth Matt. Um, no, the, the, both of them have the intangibles. They have the it factor when they're down or they're up. It's no different. It's really no different. Well, let's focus on that for a minute. And that's Chuba's game. So sure. I, I had even heard a few weeks ago from a source as, as Chuba's on campus now, and you know, they were having seven on sevens and players only. I had someone tell me that his arm was live. He could just absolutely 
fling the ball and push it downfield. Mm-hmm. So I think we saw in, in highlights, but you never know until you see it in person. Um, what does Chuba do particularly well as a player? And, and what does he do well as a, as a quarterback, a field general, however you want to describe it, as someone who manages the offense? Like what, what is it like watching a Chuba Purdy game from week to week in high school? Well, he's a, he is a field general. That's mm-hmm. the best way to put it, Brendan. You know, you see some quarterbacks that walk out on the field and they're just kind of a blue dot on a blue wall. You know, like, okay, turn around, hand the ball off. Yeah, they can. They're, they, they're a game manager. There's nothing wrong with game managers, okay? But this is a kid that has the power to run over a linebacker. This is a kid that has the speed to break away. We've got a clip of him that we use. We have a show out here, Recruiting Roundup, and we had a clip of Chuba in the, in the intro of it every week where he turns the corner on a keeper and then sidesteps a DB lunging at his ankles and then sidesteps another linebacker going at his ankles and then he takes it. And he pulls away. He's pulling away. But when you look at him, you'd say, that's a big dude. That's a really big dude. He can't be that fast. Well, you know what? He, he is. Um, I, I felt like his decision-making was good. If I were to sit here and say his decision-making was great, I would be exaggerating. But here's the thing. Are you I talking about like risk-taking, Brad? Sure, or like, yes, okay. yes, right. yeah, which you want, sure. right? I mean, you sure. want to have a guy that says, I can, I can make this throw. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It may end up not being the best result, but that doesn't happen. That didn't happen very often. There were times where I'd see him take risks. There's no perfect quarterback. Sure. There's no perfect guy that's out there in, in decision-making. And I felt like with his team, he had to take some risks. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and talk bad about teams, but he did not have the receiving core in terms of depth and numbers and consistency that you would see at other programs. And that's, that's just a fact. And so what he was able to accomplish at Perry High School where he took that team all the way to the state championship game in Tucson, his junior year, and lost to Chandler High in absolute war shootout. And he was just on the field laid out. Um, he did as much as he could with that program. He really did. I, I want to pull this up here. So a stat line that I think personifies what you're talking about here, Brad, is this is for Max Preps. This is Chubba's last high school game. It was a playoff loss to Desert Vista. 70 to 63 defeat. Yep. According to the stat line, he completes 80, 80%, no, 81.5%, excuse me, of his throws for 526 yards. Um, I'm sure you've covered some great performances in the Phoenix area before. And I don't know if even uh, if you were there that game. I know I'm sure you covered it to some extent or another. Uh, that performance, where would that rank in some of the? Well, I'll give you a better one. Okay. okay. Go up, go up if you have max prep still open. Okay go up to a game where Perry played Red Mountain and the game went five overtimes. (laughs) And then look at that stat line. It was Perry against Red Mountain last year. And I was not at either game, but I had staff that was out at both games. Mm -hmm. And I I remember talking to Chubba the next morning. Uh, If you have the numbers, you'll just be like, wow, that's video game. That's arena football league stuff. And Red Mountain ended up being a team that played in the 6A championship game. So it was not chopped liver. That was not, you know, Desert Vista had a, had a nice enough team, but um, 
But yeah, the game against Red Mountain was pretty amazing on Chaba's part. Max Preps won't let me scroll down anymore beyond. Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's happening. It's happening. Got Mountain Ridge. Got Hamilton. Hamilton was the rival, along with Chandler. Every single freaking game, he's he's yeah. The numbers are just yeah. The only game he didn't play in was Cesar Chavez, if I remember correctly, from last season. And, and it was the only game they probably scored below 30 yeah. points. Yeah. But the Red, Mount, the Red Mountain stat line is one that you'll look at and just be like, wow. And that's against a 6A state runner-up. Let's see, 68 to 67. I got the box score here. Yeah, that yeah. And I remember talking to the coach at Red Mountain afterwards, and um, and he was – just blown away by him. And actually that was a game where Perry, if I remember correctly, um, one of the players on Perry's team, I think it was their tight end, had a loss of a family member that Chubba didn't know about and the player didn't know about. The coach had to tell him after the game. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. It was very emotional. Yeah, that was the Red Mountain game. Mm, let's see. Um, ten, ten touchdowns for Chubba that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, 6A state champion runner-up, 10 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, at Red Mountain, at their field. So, Was that the best performance that Chubba's had in a single game? Or it's like, what's the quintessential Chubba moment? Was it him? I think the game against Chandler, Chandler that okay. I told you about, where he's sitting there just giving it to them, and they're trying to – they're just taking shots at him. And he's just getting up saying, guys, I got 38 on you or whatever, you know. And, and those players couldn't get into the ground. And, uh, you know, Chandler went on and won the state, but he did not have the supporting cast around him. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm prefacing this question, Brad, understanding that you don't cover FSU and you don't have the working knowledge of like their depth chart day to day. But it's like, sure. um, but what do you, people are going to want to know, do you think there's a chance we could see Chubba Purdy in action this year? Or maybe better put, is if he were thrust in action, whether it's week one, week 10, in a situational role, whenever, whatever it is, uh, do you think he's someone who can handle the moment of making that transition from high school football to college? 
Well, here's all I'll answer that one, Brendan. Knowing Mike Norvell a little bit, do I think that Chuba could play this year? Sure. Um, he hadn't said that to me. I haven't talked to Mike in a while, but Mike's not going to be about playing the quarterback that's not getting the job done and having somebody sit over on the sideline. That's not Mike Norvell. So do I think the moment could be too? Those, those two boys are wired in a way there is no such thing as too big of a moment. If anything, they want to be in a space where, look, if it's 44 to nothing in the third quarter and you're on the wrong side of 44, he's going to run out there and say, let's go score 44, bring it on. Now, that's who he is. He's not one to shy away. He's never going to take the easy road. The quarterback that just wants it, well, I was a five-star, and I had all this going for me, and I've got this quarterback coach, and I did this in seven-on-seven. Seven. None of that stuff means a darn thing when you get on the field, and you're going to play Clemson. It doesn't mean a darn thing. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys where you're going to walk out, he'll run out onto the field, and it doesn't matter if he's up or he's down. You're not going to see that kid act any different. And you're not going to see that kid ever quit. And you're not going to see that kid afterwards say one thing to the media. And then the next minute after the game is over, he's pulling aside guys and saying, yeah, this guy didn't do this. And this guy didn't do that. That's not him. Mm. He doesn't play those games. And he is all about team. He's all about winning. Uh, he played on a program out here where he took his lumps and he did the best that he could 10 touchdowns and a five overtime loss against a six, a runner up. I'd take that all day long. Sure. So would I be surprised if he played this year, not even seeing anything with the depth chart. Don't care who's senior junior. Mike's not going to care. Mm-hmm. Mike's coming into a fresh, clean slate of I'm here to win games. Otherwise I'm going to be like the last few Florida state coaches and I'm gone. So, <laughs> which we're all hoping does not happen because the poor school cannot afford any more buyout money right now. That's right. You need to nice upgrade run. your stadiums or something, right? right? You need to right. put in, you need money in facilities and all that stuff. Needs to but, go to other places for sure. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it, this is not for Mike. I don't see this for Mike being a stepping stone job. No mm-hmm. offense to Memphis, but it was pretty clear. Okay. I've done what I've been able to do at Memphis. And my own view is I think Mike will be at Florida state a longer period of time than the coach will be at Louisville. At the end of the day, I think that was a, okay, let's just look at these two things because that coach is doing great things at Louisville. Mm -hmm. And I just, I always tell kids in recruitment, not just the Purdy's it's go to the school. Don't go to the coach. Go to the school, don't go to the coach. Coach is important. Assistant coaches are important, but they're going to leave at some point in time. So when it came, Statistically, they will leave, especially the assistant coaches in between four and five years. Right. Yeah. So he felt more comfortable with the school, and then, then what's the next metric? And I think Mike, Mike, uh, Mike did a very good job of recruiting Chubba, in my opinion. Let's – I know promised 20 minutes or so. If we just talk about Mike Norvell for a few more minutes here, yeah. Brad, because I know you've well, – how long have you known or covered Mike Norvell for? Since his days at Arizona State, right? So Mike came in with Todd Graham as a head coach at Arizona State. And when Mike first got here, uh, I I liked his his approach. I liked his stick 
I liked his creative mind. I sensed, and Mike will probably deny this, and Todd Graham will deny this, but I sensed that Mike started feeling his oats in terms of, I'm ready to be a head coach, and I want to have full control and full say over every last personnel decision here at Arizona State. And I think the two of them hit a space, and in my opinion, it was an ESPN Saturday night game at Oregon State, and it was a change at quarterback that should have been made, wasn't made. And I think from there, it was just, let's work together. We respect one another, but okay. And Mike Norvell, Brandon, here's the thing on him. So you see Nikhil Harry in the NFL now with the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And, and there's not a chance. There's, there is no chance Nikhil Harry goes to Arizona State if Mike Norvell is not on the staff. So Mike is a very good recruiter. There's a kid named Chase Lucas who's here. Bryce Perkins, a quarterback at Virginia. All three of those kids were at Chandler High School. Mike was able to get all three of them to go to Arizona State. Bryce ended up not getting his opportunity at quarterback, had a neck injury, went to a junior college, ended up at Virginia. Great journey, but very talented athlete. Nikhil, same deal, uh, super, super gifted wide receiver. And now, um, and then uh, Chase Lucas, who's here now. So Mike basically set up a tent at the front door of Chandler High School, the state champ, five years in a row, and said, I'm, I'm going to act differently than previous Arizona State assistant coaches are going to act. I'm going to come here, and I'm not leaving until I get a yes. So I like that about him a lot. Kenny Dillingham, who's on your staff down there, was over at Chaparral High School out here in the Valley, and you know Kenny has ascended as well. And and I think if you look at just those two with the connections to Arizona and Arizona players, start with Chubba, but don't be surprised if you start seeing some other kids from this state. And this state's starting to produce some ballers now. This mm-hmm. used to just be a, a stopover where you'd find, you know, a quarterback here, a quarterback there, and then yeah, yeah, Brock Purdy is doing his thing at Iowa State, and Spencer Rattler is supposed to be the guy at Oklahoma, and Brian Lewerke is up at Michigan State, and Bryce Perkins is over at Virginia. And so you start going down the list and saying, oh, you know what? They've got some guy. Tyler Shuck will be the guy this year up in Oregon. Hmm. Um, you start to go around the country and say, there's some, some quarterbacks going on. Well, so why is that? Great location, great airport. Great climate. This time of year, not so great. It's 112 out here today. But there'll still be guys this afternoon out on fields working out with quarterback coaches. And a lot of those guys are getting national looks. This year, there's probably five national quarterbacks here in Maricopa County. Five national guys. That's within a 50-mile radius of where we are. Five of them this year. We've had years where there's been seven or eight. So I won't be surprised to see Kenny and and Mike come out here and nab a player here, nab a player there. There's enough of them now. And with those two, with their roots, as you said, too, it's, it's organic, it's natural, as much as it can be for you know, Florida to be recruiting out of Arizona going cross-country. Uh, last, last question for you, Brad. Uh, with Norvell, when, when Mike was at Arizona State, uh, what was the offense like? What was he like as a play caller? Because we're assuming that at Florida State, he's going to have a pretty large hand in the day-to-day, or sorry, game-to-game operations in terms of, of play calling. I'll just say this about, I'm not going to give him a style, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's, he's a riverboat gambler. Ooh, okay. I like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it's not going to be three yards of a cloud of dust. Mm-hmm. They're going to he is it'll be multiple. I mean, you can go through all the terminology. I just know that Mike is one that likes to get to page 20 in the playbook rather than sit at pages two, three, and four. Yeah. He likes, he likes to mix things up. Uh, how will he adjust in going from Memphis as the head coach to Florida State where the expectation level at Memphis versus the expectation level in Tallahassee, even though I've never been there, right? Mm-hmm. But from a national brand standpoint, I think it's a whole different deal. Oh, yeah. Go to Memphis. That's a program that was a basketball school and football is just kind of sort of something maybe to do. Right. We want to build time. And yeah, it's great to get Florida State. Now we're in a whole different league here. We, we saw Miami, that with, with, um, with the Marvin Wilson uh, debacle, essentially. Like it, it, Mike Norvell said something uh, and a player didn't like it, and it's all of a sudden a national story, Brad. Like the next day, I'm sure that yes. doesn't have, happen at Memphis to that extent. It, it's yeah, doesn't happen at Arizona made. State. Didn't happen sure. at Arizona State. You know, Arizona State sounds great, looks great. People still call it Arizona on ESPN because they don't <laughs> know there's Arizona and Arizona State out here. It's you know we're we're off the radar out here on the West Coast because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. A lot of games are played in the heat out here, so they don't kick off until seven o'clock, ten o'clock your time. I think if Mike would have tried to make a jump as, as an OC from Arizona State to Florida State, wouldn't have happened. He needed to go cut his teeth as the head guy. He needed to. And so now he's been given the keys to a great opportunity. Um, but I still think, Brendan, he's one of those guys that if he wins at Florida State, there'll be that next level that will try to come after him unless he gets Florida State up to that next level, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Sure, sure. And that's the ultimate expectation at Florida State is uh, fans aren't really content unless you're competing for a national championship. We saw that at the end of the Jimbo Fisher era. Ten wins a season uh, made a lot of people restless. Obviously, I think they would like to go back to that, and they, they would trade that for the last few years have been. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Mike Norvell. He's struck me as someone who's very, very smart and progressive in the way he thinks uh, getting a quarterback like Chubba Purdy in his first cycle, I think is, is absolutely huge uh, because it gives you a building block. It gives you someone to, to kind of tie yourself to and to be creative with. You mentioned he's a riverboat gambler. Sounds like Chubb is too. So it'll be fun. Uh, Brad, I want to thank you for your time. This has been and Joe, I could have done this for hours. Probably this has been your yeah. your, your wealth of knowledge. Can I call you uh, the Purdy Whisperer? How about that? Well, I don't know if Sean will tell me anything, or Chubble will tell me anything, or uh, I'll just say this: the fans at Florida State, you will you will love to watch him play if he's blessed and lucky enough to get out on the field. As we know with football, it's just one ankle behind the head, and mm-hmm. it's all over with. And you don't want that to happen to a kid like this, or any kid for that matter. Does he have enough offensive line help in front of him? Does he have enough skill talent in front of him? Is everybody going to buy in? Are there going to be guys that Mike's got to run off in year number one who don't want to buy in? All the stuff that happens in year one where a team usually usually starts out like one and three and people are going to say, where are they going? And then all of a sudden they win six in a row and they go to a bowl game. You know, in this COVID era, how many guys have been taking care of themselves? How many guys are going to show up and they're puking their guts out and they're not ready to play because they couldn't handle this stress of just being by themselves. Like there's a lot to that this year, not to get too deep on it, Brandon, but if college football doesn't happen this season, 
are guys going to be taking care of themselves? If college football gets pushed back to January, will guys be taking care of themselves for the next four or five months? Mm -hmm. Are there going to be seniors that'll say, yeah, I'm not even going to play. And is a guy like Chubba going to sit over there and say, well, I'm just happy to be here, man. Let's get mm -hmm. after it. Cause that's, that's who he is. A lot of variables, uh, but I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Whenever, whenever the time comes, whether it's in September or January, I'm excited for the Norvell era and the Chubba Purdy era to start at Florida State. I'm sure you are too, Brad. Uh, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brad, Brad Sesmat of the Brad Sesmat Show joining us here on On the Bench. I am Brendan Sinone. Thank you for listening, everyone. Five-star reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next time. Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.